Alright guys, welcome back to Screenworthy, brought to you as always by The Mind Refinery. I am your host, Kyle Bodanis. This episode we look at Borat 2, subsequent movie film by the man himself, Sacha Baron Cohen. We recorded this about a week after the flick dropped on Amazon. We look at the cringy moments, the politics, and we make almost completely erroneous guesses about who is and isn't an actor. We also talk about Cohen's place in the comedic lexicon. We definitely enjoyed doing it. We hope you enjoy listening to it. If you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And if you have time, follow the Mind Refinery on social media. And now, here's the show. Here today to talk about Borat 2, the subsequent movie film, are Mind Refinery creatives John Neal. What up? And Mr. Boyanetic. Yakshamesh. <laughs> Very good. Um... <laughs> So, uh, this movie is uh, ridiculous, obviously, as per the first one. I would expect them only to kind of double down on uh, the first one. If you've seen the first one, it really attacks kind of Western ignorance, specifically American. As a Canadian, I don't like throwing out their American ignorance. Uh, well, on uh, on a recording, I talk about it often in my uh, regular discourse. But um, I thought, I, I kind of enjoyed this. So, what I want to do is, is I want to get right into it here. In an interview with Don Cheadle for Variety magazine, Sasha Baron Cohen said he never planned on doing another Borat, but the 2016 election made him think it was the right time to do it because of the rise of Trump and the ridiculousness as a result of that. Was he right? And is this an, ever, an even better climate than the first one? Uh, I mean, it can't get any worse, I suppose. So yeah, I mean, he might as well have done like do it now i guess uh i mean it can't it can't get any more ridiculous than trump so i mean i mean you're really let's do it you're really trading in ridiculous at this point because i feel like the first borat was wrapped around neoconservative ridiculousness and uh of the bush era and this one is the you know right-wing populist we don't believe viruses are real uh mm -hmm. situation what's your thoughts on this point uh, well, first I want to say, uh, uh, you know, John, maybe my cynicism is, is worse than yours, but it can definitely get worse. Second term Trump can definitely yeah. be even worse. That's fair. That's it fair. can always get worse. That's We know that about human nature and society. Yeah, and you think they're not paying attention. You think you're not paying attention to coronavirus right now? Like basically on the air, um, you know, re the Mark Meadows kind of this weekend very much admitted that uh, we can't control the the virus and uh, we're trying to deal with it with therapeutics and vaccines that don't exist yet. So I feel like a second term of Trump would only make them think like, oh, what we've done is adequate. Let us continue with that. Yeah. Yeah. And the virus would just become this background thing while, you know, he takes over the Supreme Court and whatnot. So and and, lead, and that leading back to the, the whole, you know, is this the right time for Borat too? I mean, it couldn't have been a better time. I think for a comedian, though, it, I could see it as a daunting thing because a lot of comedians have said, you know, it's really hard to sometimes satirize Trump when everything he says just and the frequency of how he says it already feels like it's something out of a satirical comedy. So, uh, I mean, Sacha Baron Cohen obviously could handle it and and as his whole thing with borat and and then that that character and how he handles those things is perfectly placed for that because 
I mean, we we saw we saw that you know that ignorance and 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 just the low of low of how people uh, how people uh, will act and what they will accept around them um, in terms of sexism and racism and how openly they'll act on on those parts of themselves around people that they feel like they agree with them even if there's a camera rolling is was incredible in the first one and then this one it's just like who they don't we're we're seeing the trump effect in 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 fully because they just don't care they don't care that there's a camera there um you know even if somebody even thought for a second like who is this guy he looks weird they don't care they they are openly ignorant racist and hateful the no, what was what I was just gonna say real quick was I, I think the hardest part of, of like at least for him approaching it this time would have been trying to figure out which angle to sort of come at it with, just because uh, I mean there's so many places that you can attack the narrative given the time period and 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 who's involved and whatever. But I really like how at least he like like it wasn't some sort of far-fetched thing that he had to do in order to sort of find an in with a narrative this time he he in classic borat style jew hating woman hating <laughs> right in 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 the borat universe used uh his daughter as like the in for this story which is also perfect given you know Trump's relationship with Epstein and 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 everyone else as well. So that I thought was was quite good. At least it felt like a natural sort of into the story plot. You know, like as far as like the first one goes, it just felt yeah. like it was well thought out. And at least they sort of did it in a way where it was in the Borat universe. Felt like it belonged there. Well, the scary thing is is that Borat who's a caricature of a character yeah. feels completely natural in in Trump's America. And that's the best part about it. That's the best part about it because like he originally, and the people of Kazakhstan for the original were justifiably mad, but I think the point of it was, you know, he was saying that Western culture and the United States in specific is so like xenophobic that they'll almost believe this bullshit about a country yeah. like Kazakhstan, which is obviously not like this. Um, <laughs> what? There's no running of the Jew. Yeah. In I know. Kazakhstan. Yeah, what are you talking about? It's like, it's not a completely 100% anti-Semitic people. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I, I like, I, I, and I thought this time it's the intersectionality of being ignorant towards what's going on with coronavirus, being ignorant towards the, the treatment of women and the role in society and their value in society, uh, you know, racism, classism, and I, he's very deft at putting these things together, uh, you know, just from, I mean, like, obviously, Sasha Baron Cohen is the ultimate troll, he is, um, but in a very good way, in a very satirical way, um, and I was, I mean, I, I think, obviously, his voice is always needed in these kind of things, because, uh, he's a smart guy who doesn't take himself too seriously, but at the same time takes these issues seriously and mm -hmm. uses comedy as his conduit for it. But what I want to do, guys, is like, let's talk about our initial thoughts on the film itself. Like, how did we feel about how this was done and the execution? Uh, I mean, in comparison to the first one, I, I would, if that's what we're, if there's any sort of starting place to sort of look at it, would be to compare it as as a sequel. 
Um, obviously, the first one, in my mind, is leaps and bounds better than this movie. But, I mean, if I had never heard of Borat and I saw this for the first time, I probably would have had a ride, like a, like a super awesome ride with it. It wasn't a bad movie, but it was like it was funny. And there was some really sort of uh, crazy outlandish laugh out loud moments, which is great. Um, but like it was a good movie. Like I enjoyed it a lot more than I enjoyed Bruno, like as a comparison, like for example. So I don't know. I'd give it like a solid 7 out of 10 for sure. For me, it feels like it, you know, just not in terms of what it, you know, what it's commenting on is the interesting part. Yes. For me, right? Yeah. But as a movie, as a, it's plot and it's characters, it's basically just a retreading of what it's done before. Mm-hmm. You know, it re- replaces the, the, I forget the producer's name from the last one with, with his daughter. But, uh, you know, it's the same setup, the same, well, not the same setup, you know, he's in a labor camp and whatnot, but similar setup uh, with, you know, him starting off, going for America, having to, and having a goal, when, uh, an, an ultimate goal he needs in America. And then, you know, things go wrong and blah, blah, blah. And there's a redeeming sort of aspect. So there's, it didn't really try to new ground in terms of its storytelling, but I don't think it had to. Like, it, Borat was always just a vehicle for sort of exposing and showing, um, you know, the ignorance of people and the callousness of people and, and, and exposing, you know, the, the so ugliness of, of, of certain beliefs and groups and whatnot. Um, so it, it doing it again and, and, and having new targets and some of the same old targets is totally fine. But, uh, as a story, it just doesn't do anything new. But I was, you know, for me, yeah, yeah, like I said, I would say it's like a, you know, it's an average, I would say you'll get an average score, but I still found quite a lot of it funny. Um, the only really, really negative thing for me (laughs) is, is exactly what I did at the beginning of this episode is that there's going to be a whole new... You know, for the next few months, people, unless they're completely distracted by other things happening in the world, there's going to be a lot more people doing the Borat accent, which was annoying <laughs> as hell the first time. So, <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. It's like, men, now we're going to get it. I mean, yeah. it's going to be like, because remember the original, like when Borat first came out, is people were like, yeah, wizard sleeve. And then <laughs> fucking, it reminded me of like when Chappelle did. The Rick James sketches, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. like, you know, the the black white supremacist, which people took as a opportunity to be openly racist. Exactly. Um, That's the problem with Borat, too, <laughs> is that it, the whole thing's a satire on those people, but then the people doing the, his voice, some of the people doing his voice and, and, and doing that and saying his lines... Are, like, fuck are, Kazakhstan? Are, are agreeing, are agreeing <laughs> with, with, like, and something, like, hateful, sexist, or racist, or whatever that he's saying. You know, what I mean, they don't they don't see the satire in it, and they're just saying it like, you know, literally. I yeah. think I think one okay, like with this, I agree with the idea. I'm like the story is man. I think the first Borat also really really relies on shock value. So mm-hmm. if you're and it's this is better than Bruno, obviously. I didn't like Bruno at all. Um, Bruno I, had I, like five funny scenes in it. Fucking with Rand like Paul parts. obviously is always going to endear. The, the Harrison Ford bit was my favorite part in the whole thing, and it was like three seconds long. Right, that where is... he's like, see my interview with Harrison Ford, and it's just him telling him to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that's yeah, and I know I like I. So uh, there were obviously moments I in this I thought were super funny, and I think Sasha Baron Cohen's voice is necessary right now. Because, I mean, it's the same Trump 
I mean, listen, it's not that I don't agree with Trump bashing. I mean, when he got COVID, I'm like, oh, he might die. Amazing. Um, so it's not that. It's more like it's become so redundant and I just want it to be over so we can just go with taking, you know, t- capitalism to task rather than, you know, this yeah. f- the fucking dude from The Apprentice is somehow president. So, you know, I, I think, but what always amazes me with these, and this goes all the way back, you know, to, to Ali G, is his ability to blend... Uh, reality we was able to like blend and blur the lines between reality and um and what is uh constructed rather than what is being he's a part of like he's guy this guy is on the floor of you know republican conventions and that's real you know what i mean like you can't fuck that he's being escorted out by um you know security and secret service like that is the thing that's happening but then like for example, the two so the two guys he goes to stay with for a bit. Do right are next. do we think they are actors or do we think they are real? I was like, at the beginning, I was when he first came across him. I was like, oh, this is just some random guy. But I kind of think they're. Mm, I see. This is the thing. I'm torn. I'm like fifty fifty with this because in my head, I'm like, how the fuck can they be real? But at the same time, I'm thinking about all the people like in this and what they're doing. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe he just got super lucky and, and actually <laughs> actually found some like two crazy dudes that don't even know who he is. Maybe it, it's possible, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. But either way, I, I, I mean, yeah, I, the answer is I don't know. The, I have no idea. The- I believe they were real and, and some of the other characters up until the point where they do stuff that is that is uh really necessary to move the plot forward right? yeah so yeah. them approaching um um oh god what was her name his daughter i forget her name uh in in, in that rally or whatever where he does the concert uh to ask her a plot relevant thing to like uh you know to meet up with him or whatever or that right. you know he, or that he's gonna get killed i think that was that kind of gives it away I'm not sure, but mm-hmm. maybe there was a very really creative way of making them believe, or maybe they're that stupid. Hundred percent possible with all the other things they they mention they believe in. Gullibility is seems like it's their thing, but uh, and then you know there's the um, the African American lady that you know she's, oh, yeah. she's a, like <laughs> I she's definitely an actor. Like I can't yeah. I can't just too many plot relevant like you know plot relevant things that happen that she that she's not an actor and but i think you know part of the part of the the really sort of skillful and good parts of the of of borat is the fact that you don't know what's real what isn't in in some of the the cases and then when you find out later and part of the part of the whole thing is like you find out later when you're when you when you read stories about how it was shot and 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 how they did certain things and and who that that was actually him sasha baron cohen like with with him um, interrupting uh, uh, Mike Pence's uh, uh, rally there, that was a thing that they didn't we didn't know Sasha Baron Cohen until later. So yeah. like part of the story of Borat is finding out after the fact what was real, what wasn't, and <laughs> that's kind of interesting. And I and I interested to see what happens. The part that kills me is when he's sending those faxes, like their text messages, <laughs> like that 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 yeah. whole like part was so funny just because that. The the guy that ran that shop must have just been like, what the fuck is yeah, like like for like for example like that like there's levels of it so like 
um, the black woman who is awesome. She's great. I, I, I loved her stuff in it. And um, like, I think she's an actor. It's unscripted. She's playing it. She's playing a deadpan. The two rednecks, I think uh, just because like Amazon stuff is being delivered there and stuff. And also what I think is it's okay. When someone is aligning with the plot points too much, they're an, I think they're actors, you know what yeah. I mean? So the two rednecks and, you know, and the black woman, whenever it's in a big thing though, like when they went to that, um, that gathering, like, I'm like, this is real. And like the convention was real. And the Ju Rudy Giuliani thing was, yeah, yeah. was, was real. You know what I mean? And I like that they're able, cause it differs from like a mockumentary, you know what I mean? Where, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, it's it like, it really kind of, Blurs the lines between what is real and what isn't. And then, like, when you look on the internet, what's real and what isn't. There's different opinions, and Sasha Baron Cohen is giving general ideas of what's going on. And, like, to the point where, to get a definitive answer, I think you would actually have to, like, look at the um, union cards of the people who are in it to see if they were getting paid. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, uh, I did want to say that I think one of the things that's not obvious in terms of its commentary is how it what it shows about what it says about capitalism um, on a sort of common level in terms of culture, that fax machine scene is, and some of the other scenes, it's like, you know, this is so outrageous. And for somebody to not say anything about it. Yeah. There's a level where people are sometimes too polite and just kind of want the crazy to stop. Yeah. Um, but then there's a level where you're like, how is this person not have any moral qualms? Um, with what you know, it, it, with what they're doing and what's happening in front of them, um, and it's you know because there is an exchange of money and they're doing it for there's a there's a you know capitalist profit motive there, um, and then the 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 um, ball the um, debutante ball you know when he's oh, <laughs> saying God. those and that's that's the only time that somebody ever comments uh, something like this is crazy like t is when that old man is is you know. Who cares if it's a joke or not? It's a it's an awful joke where he you know gives a, a somewhat serious answer to like what the worth of him selling his daughter would be. He says seven hundred bucks, and the daughter and looks the, disgustedly the, at his daughter so or the young girl. Disgusting. I don't know if it's his daughter. It's actually Cecil. That's the only time that uh, you know somebody actually has a reaction. And this could be creative editing. You know, there could be all sorts of elements where somebody actually has a reaction to these things, but they edit it out for for the effect that they're going for, and that's. Uh, completely possible but um the still the commentary of when uh, of this of these you know things like subtle sexism and subtle racism and 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 things like capitalism and their effect in, in just letting awful things happen and without without any kind of resistance to it it says a lot about you know and it says it says a lot about regular people it's one thing when they're talking about when they're commenting on Rudy Giuliani, not commenting on when they're the satirized story of, you know, of what, what it's, what it says about Rudy Giuliani it, it, with that scenario is one thing and other people in power. But when it shows regular people's uh, uh, attitudes and what they're willing to let slip and, and happen in front of them, that's, that's really interesting to me. And I think that's where the gold is in, in Borat. Yeah. Like, First of all, I was it's, I was explaining there were levels before. So the guy at the fax machine place, like they probably told him what was going on, and then or he figured it out because he knew of it. But then they obviously improvised it because he's kind of laughing the whole time, right? He's kind of like this. 
this is kind of funny. Um, also, he's receiving faxes, so like the timing of that, you know what I mean? Like obviously, yeah, you can be done that, with editing. That. So, so they, like, I, yeah, but they could have set something up, right? Like if you got to just fax it to a number, right, and then they can just send it back. So it could have been, it could have totally been real. It could, they could have totally set it up. I think it's the presence of. I think that the camera is so is so subtle in this yeah. that like sometimes you forget what the impression a camera makes. You know what I mean? It's true. Yeah. So if this guy's walking in, but like at the same time, it's done so well where I have to really <laughs> question it. So, you know what I mean? Like, like, and I could be completely incorrect. I think that scene is an example of when uh, the person knows, but like that's a real person who works at a fucking place and it's this crazy guy walked in and they were filming something and he went along with it and like they appreciate that i haven't looked at the special thanks that's that's another key here what are you like what are the special like where are they kind of acknowledging you know people's contributions to it but i think like any good surrealism um it blurs lines they like he does it well and sasha baron cohen is always kind of holding up a mirror to, I mean, that's what the good satirists and the good comedians always do, is they hold up a mirror to society and then you see it. So he's saying in it, as a Jewish man, as a Jewish creator, uh, that Jews have venom, right? <laughs> and then people are like, that's stupid, but then think of all the dumb things they think about other races, you know what I mean? Yeah. That are, you think that, it, because it's uh, saying Jewish people like hatch or whatever like that, which is obviously high level racism. But for this term in this idea, it's used as a kind of mirror to say, okay, well you think that's it, but then you're willing to think that all members of a certain race are criminals and all this kind of shit. And that all fucking, you know, people coming from Mexico are rapists. You know what I mean? And then you're like, Oh, by the way, that's not so funny anymore because people actually think, think this kind of bullshit. So, you know, he's able to kind of do that. Uh, really well. So I want to talk about, we, we touched on the debutante ball. What are our favorite moments slash slash cringiest parts? Oh, man. The we one could do that a, I, an hour the, on this. The first one that I literally like laughed out loud at and continued laughing at after it was over was the Disney-esque animation of Donald meeting Melania for the first time. Incredible. Where he, where he reaches under her dress and, and grabs way, her and starts dancing with her like it's a Disney movie. Yeah. By the way, credit to uh, Titmouse oh Studios of, uh, of Vancouver uh, yeah. for doing that. And that, <laughs> I was just like, oh my, and like how it's supposed, like it's a cartoon in, in, in the Borat version of Kazakhstan, right? Like it's just... Oh, it was so funny. I I was laughing so hard at that part. And then the one where they go to the, uh, I believe it's the women's clinic after she eats the the, the cupcake, and they're talking to the to the guy about getting it out of her. Like and he's this right. And he's abortion. It's the, it's the Christian abortion. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's not, right. Not abortion, yeah. but women. The clinic. yeah, it's yeah. That that's that that whole scene was fucking so funny. Yeah. Um, go ahead, boy, and just start listing a couple more. Yeah, I mean, uh, that scene, obviously, yes, and, and, and you know, that's, that's brilliant. I don't know, I don't care if it's fake or not. I don't care if those guys were in there by accident, but there was a camera in a ba- bathroom. They had to have been actors. But that that was hilarious. That was spot on. I was dying of laughter. To me, the cringy parts were, you know, the the sexist parts were just, when, when it's just between him and his daughter, 
that just felt it's like uh that's not even <laughs> I understand obviously that you know sexism still exists, but that is just so extreme and silly that it's not it, i didn't i just didn't find it funny uh, you, did, you didn't like the her, part where they were picking out her cage, cage. you didn't yeah, like the part where they were no. picking out her cage i did i did i mean obviously i liked the part where the guy is just like no problem like what's what kind of cage would you recommend for my daughter and he just has one there i don't again don't care if that's fake or not but that was that part yes that was funny <laughs> but just the whole con that whole concept and that whole thing is like okay i get it they're setting up the whole plot yeah but it was just that that wasn't funny and it was kind of cringy to me like that whole it just went a little little too far to be be funny i think the parenthood clinic though was fucking awesome because yeah. he's literally saying he's going to like this pregnancy is a product of of incest yeah. And the guy is like, I don't care about that, which is actually like big social exactly. commentary exactly. in that, yeah. in that, you know what I mean? Like conservatives in the U S wouldn't even allow abortion in cases of rape and incest. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. it's, yeah. it's funny and takes it to task, but it also like reveals like a bigger truth. I think the idea, like, it depends how you're looking at the, um, the thing with the in the cage and like just all the stuff they're dealing with together. I think that some of those things are funny because they're just so like embedded into normal, serious conversation. But at the same idea, it's like the idea of cages and stuff almost becomes like metaphorical because you know what I mean? Yeah, like with when, Melania, that was the whole, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like here's this idea of like, you come from like a, a country like Kazakhstan, but not that Slovenia is exactly like Kazakhstan, but you know what I mean? Um, where it's a, a place people don't really know about. They don't maybe have the same opportunities, even though, you know, Slovenia is, well, I mean, the former Yugoslavia has developed into a fucking, you know, a modern place. Although I've never been to Slovenia. Boy, and you've probably been to Slovenia, and you can probably talk more about that. But anyways... <laughs> Mel Mel but like this idea of melania just like it but just marrying some fucking rich guy and that's like the dream for you know people like from eastern europe and like uh the steps like the fucking debutante ball the period dance like that was yeah. that was the one where i legitimately put my face <laughs> in my hands and i was like laughing but that is fucking ridiculous and then the reactions from the women was absolutely uh fucking ridiculous too i just was fucking laugh i just was like this is fucking mayhem the going into the the you know the mike pence speaking that was just mm -hmm. fantastic i just i just loved it because with these conventions it's like there's a cult-like atmosphere to it and he just comes in and just dresses Donald Trump and injects the the absurdity into it. And you start to realize that it is absurd in itself. The part at the end that I, sorry, the part at the end is where it was, I think was the funniest because it was so blatant, like where they have like the, all the blow up dudes and the running of the Americans. And then it's fucking, and then like the people like they're, they're puking and blowing like <laughs> venom on the fucking people. And then they kill Fauci. Yeah, and I'm just like, this is so. I'm like, it's so over the head, but it's so funny at the exact same time. So like, I, like I'm like, because it's it's it is what it is. Like you can't even say that it's satire actually, because it's really what's happening. Because they literally just the entire fucking White House almost got sick because of this fucking situation. So, and uh, I just read today that uh, apparently Trump signed an executive order that gives them the right to fire Fauci. 
Yeah, like what is like what? This isn't even this isn't even like, like the story of Borat is evolving after the. <laughs> yeah, this isn't even like high quality dictator stuff. This is like like this isn't like the legends like Idi Amin, any of these guys. This is or Milosevic. This is like your third rate dictatorship shit. You know what I mean? Where he's just like signing executive orders where he can fire Fauci and Fauci's like ah the whole thing. I could go on and on and on about it, but. Again, it boy he he holds up a fucking mirror, and you start to see how it's. That's what I like about it. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't looking at this movie and been like, "Oh, this is like fucking revolutionary comedy or anything like that." But his ability to fucking again hold up a mirror and you immediately see these things that seem ridiculous aren't really that ridiculous when you really start thinking about what people believe and like this QAnon shit and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, he he like he just does what he does, right? I mean, at this yeah. point, it, it's like you know exactly what you're in for when when you watch one of these characters that he that he does. Uh, Borat obviously going way back to even when he was famous in England uh, originally with the character. But I also just wanted to say that um, I, I really thought that the that the woman that played Tutar, I think her name is Maria Bakalova or something like yeah, that. Yeah, she's Bulgarian, I think. She's Bulgarian. Um, she was really, really good in the movie. I thought she was hilarious in it too, especially the uh, the the Giuliani parts. And I, I, think, I think I saw an interview where they were talking about how they actually did that. And I think the whole time, just in case something bad happened, I think Sasha Baron Cohen was like in the other room or he was like hit, hiding behind something. This is before he came out as like the audio guy or something like that. So they talked about like how they did all that. And I think, I don't know, the interview was, I think it was with like Good Morning America or with CNN or something like that, where they were just like, how the fuck did you guys do he takes that? He takes risks <laughs> because, oh, because like when risks. you're, when you're getting off, like, but like, to the point where it could be violent, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because because listen, when you're getting escorted off a convention floor, there's secret service there, right? Oh. And if they think you're fucking around, like you're you know what I mean? Like and Giuliani has a detail as well. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, like it can really and then especially when you're in those are- these areas where you're dealing with these like intense like and I'm not talking about regular conservatives. I'm talking about like intense MAGA people the the levels he's willing to go in order to do that i kind of you know applaud and that's kind of where i want to get into our last point here is you know sasha baron cohen has had chicago 7 come out recently he's at borat drop within the you know the the last couple weeks within the last week you know where is he in his career right now and you know what is the legacy he is building in entertainment and uh, in comedy history well he's a uh he's the jim carrey of this generation i think it's He's got to be. I mean, he's one of the one of the top comedic actors of his generation. But like, just as far as his characters go, um, like Borat is like that's a legendary character. Like even before this came out, people were still using that voice. Like the odd time, and I would hear it the odd time, whether it be at work or you know hanging out with friends or whatever. But especially like this last, like the last. Um, even like two or three years, like when he came out with who is America on Showtime, like that was a series. I feel like that was even more fucked up than this. And oh, it was more fun. It was more fucked up than this. in, in exposing like not only what some of these politicians think and, and what they do, but like 
and and also that whole thing about the even even the but he's also like like you were saying Kyle like he, he takes his con like he takes the comedy and the issues very seriously I mean even to the point where in that series you know they may have uncovered a fucking pedophile ring remember that one episode oh yeah that, yeah, yeah. That they talked about in who is America so like he's been involved in some pretty crazy shit like as a comic like I don't think I can't think of a of, of of another comedian that's going into the fucking deep end like that, into the belly of the beast of some of these people in power and doing the shit that he's doing. Like, you know, he's 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 incredible. Like his legacy is just is going to be that you know he's one of the best comedians, not only of his generation but of for sure the last you know thirty years, twenty thirty years. Like ever since. The early two thousands, and, and and I remember watching Ali G a long time ago too, when when he was just doing his stuff on the BBC, and that shit was was fucking hilarious too, and it's still funny today. So I don't know, like, and then he came, and then we learned that he could also act. He's a great actor, right? In Outside fact, I of- I would have wanted to see his, um, because he had written a script for uh, the Queen story, right? He wanted to do the more unsanitized version that they created for you know um what was it fucking bohemian rhapsody is the name of it yeah yeah I right that. where like it's actually talking about him being you know freddie mercury being gay and like actually looking at it as like how he dealt with that in his life in the light of being a rock star and all that kind of stuff not this kind of sanitized version of it and mm-hmm. i like that for me would have been something worthy of an artist like freddie mercury not this like fucking brian may approved fucking yeah you know what i mean like uh, freddie mercury is one is one of the greatest frontmen of all time and i wanted to see what sasha baron cohen would have fucking done with that not not that remy malik was portrayal wasn't good but the film was not good um definitely terrible editing despite i think winning for editing but yeah i mean what are your thoughts on sasha baron cohen boyan Basically, I, I really hope he's, he doesn't go the path of Jim Carrey because I think Jim Carrey has just gotten disillusioned and, and, and uninterested in comedic roles. I just I meant think. in terms of like his, yeah, no, no, I know, his I level. Know that he's, just, yeah. just his ability to be that. a chameleon. Yeah. 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 And, you know, because I think what he does and his ability to to get into these characters that also that interact with people who aren't in character and the, the stories that he can tell with that, he's unique in this i mean yes sure other people can do it but anybody else that tries to do what he does would be just somebody would be we just say they're just trying to be borat you know they're just trying to be an ali g or a borat or or mm. bruno or whatnot so he has a very unique space in media in terms of what he does and how he does it and he's really good at it and i hope that his and 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 i think Personally, his his non uh, his other his serious roles, his dramatic roles, while he's great in them, um, they're always going to be overshadowed in in his career with these characters. Nobody's ever nobody's going to be. I can't even remember what was that. What was that show in the train station? Not show movie with the train station. Oh, that was Hugo. Hugo, yeah, he was incredible. Hugo Hugo was awesome. He was great in it. But nobody's going to be like, oh, you're Sasha Baron Cohen from Hugo. Yeah. No, you're Bora. You're Ali G. You know what I mean? And and I really hope that, you know, he doesn't stop 
doing that. Yeah, because um, his talent is worthy of like he he can do those serious roles, and he's talented enough to do it, and he's talented enough to do them at the highest level. It's just his comedy is so outrageous that it does overshadow these serious roles um, that he's doing. Yeah, like he's a like he's a world class performing artist. Like it's hard even to say that he's an actor or that he's a. Or, or even like a comic per se. He's like a he's he's a comedic performing artist. Like I, it's hard to place him in like a a specific box. Like Peter Sellers from, is what is what I think. Yeah, that's that's that, that's a that's a good comparison. And and like it's it's I'm trying to think of someone else other than Peter Sellers that's sort of was done. It, uh, Kaufman, um, uh, Andy Ka- Kaufman, is, is Andy-, Andy Kaufman. Yeah, he, that's the closest thing. Because he lives... That's a really interesting thing, because that you said Andy Kaufman, that just triggered me in my head, apologies for interrupting, is that the the ability is like the Peter Sellers level, but the way he attacks this is like, and where it becomes totally surreal is like with the Jerry Lawler thing with Andy Kaufman, you know what I mean? Like that kind of thing, like that is where, you know, I was kind of, like that is where I kind of think he comes from. The only people... Who have been able to do this though, like go really into the belly of the beast, is really um, what they do on the Daily Show. Like those yeah. those guys, they go right into Republican conventions, mm. and like f- it took a while for them to be- get completely recognized before it. But when, like when they were like in two thousand four, when they were doing that, they were going to the conventions. You saw Stephen Colbert on the convention floor and stuff like that. Like that's an it's a the risk level is so high, and <laughs> their a- ability to do that. You know, I'm really inspired by The Daily Show and what they did with that. But, like, I, I just think he's taken it to another level where it's added the refined acting ability rather than the fake journalist situation. Like, he goes from doing, like, a a movie with world-class filmmakers like Scorsese and even in movies like Le Miserable and, and even just big-budget comedy movies with Will Ferrell to literally barging into a Mike Pence convention dressed as Donald Trump with his fake daughter over his shoulder offering her up to Mike Pence. I mean, like, it's fucking crazy. <laughs> he's fucking, he's, he's crazy, man. Like, he's nuts. He's also And God know, love him. God love he's, him for everything he's that he's dragging doing. dragging his massive balls. Oh, that's what I mean. It's like, yeah, like, it's just God love him, man. On that note, guys, um, we got to get going. Uh, thank you so much for doing this. And if you haven't checked out Borat, not the greatest flick but i think you need to see um what he does and the mirror he puts up to society and you'll still laugh and you'll still laugh all right guys thanks very much